0: Hello and welcome Decode Your Burnout fans to another episode with me, Dr. Sharon Grossman. Today, I am joined by Aisha Tahir, who is a human movement specialist on a mission to help desk-bound professionals live a better life by embracing upright posture. She's an exercise professional and owner of Tone and Strengthen, a virtual fitness solutions company. She's uh, she started out as a spinning instructor and took her passion of optimal movement from the spinning stage to a virtual fitness coaching platform for workplaces. She's helped many clients unlock the door to self confidence, courage, avoid burnout, and pain free movement by providing fitness coaching to correct their posture. She's also the author of Unhunched, a book about discovering wellness through posture. As a wellness writer, she's passionate about educating people about healthy movement and posture correction. Her work has been published in Fitness Trainer Magazine and Personal Fitness Professionals, among others. And I want to welcome Aisha to the show. Sharon, thanks for the opportunity. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Well, you know, we've talked about burnout from so many different angles, but we've never actually talked about it from the perspective of posture. So I think we're going to have something really exciting and new to share with the listeners. So I'm super happy to have you here. Um, And before we really dive into everything related to movement and posture and all the things that we should be doing, I want to really get a sense of your background. So, you know, When I think about posture, I don't really think about burnout. And it's interesting how you've tied the two together. So I'm curious, did you have a burnout experience yourself? And if so, did it tie into posture? Or how did you come to the point where you've brought these two different things together?
1: Yeah, Sharon, good question. So I was working in corporate uh, America as an IT specialist for years. And, um, I was getting burnt out from the work because I was sitting in front of the the computer, completing my projects, um, programming different things for the workspace for 10 to 12 hours. And then there would be times when I wouldn't be able to, um, take a break even on the weekends, like I was going in on the weekends or working from home, as you know, that IT specialists can do that very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but what was happening was that I started seeing musculoskeletal uh, changes in my body, which I wasn't aware of at that time as an IT specialist, I had no idea what's going on, but I, I was experiencing low back pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: After a particular project where I had to um, really put in many hours, there was a deadline and um, after that project one Monday morning I woke up and I couldn't walk because I had this radiating dull pain originating from my left lower backside and going all the way down to my left foot And my left foot felt like numb to me. Um, So I got freaked out. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm having a stroke. Like, you know, I just sat myself to to having a stroke. Um, So I went to the ER. And luckily, the ER doctor took my history and kept on asking, like, you know, what have you been doing? Like, uh, tell me more about your work lifestyle, which I feel like that. A lot of times it's not something of importance when we go to the healthcare professionals. So he told me that this is sciatica, like you're having sciatic pain Mm.
0: because
1: you've been sitting so much and you have been um, compressing your spinal discs. Okay. That was a wake up call for me. And after that, I started incorporating a lot of movement into my life, started t- but taking care of um, my body and just taking care of myself, my mental health too. Because it was a sign that I wasn't, a, that all that work that I was doing and all that sitting I was doing in a hunched over position, it's really taking a toll on my body. Right. So, and not only that, but the stress of the projects and the deadlines accumulating one, one on top of the other uh, was taking a toll on my mental health. I was becoming more anxious, and I was now being awake, now aware of the situation. After that, um, that wake up call, where I, I had sciatic pain, and I had to go through physical therapy for that, which took luckily took care of it for me, but because I was healthy, relatively healthy and young at that time. But for a lot of desk professionals, that's not the case. That pain just stays with them for the rest of their life. So um, after two years though, I and I kept on going back and forth with my supervisor at my workplace, like I need to make changes, in my work habits, and they were very accommodating. But at the same time, I was realizing that this burnout is not where I wanna be. That was my entry into the fitness industry because I I had joined the health club and I realized that that was the first time I was actually paying attention to my health and I was exposed to organized fitness. So not only was the movement and taking care of my body, helping my body, like, you know, just get rid of the lower back pain and be stronger. I had a strong mindset now. I had a mindset of growth. I had a mindset, I was more aware of what was happening in my life. And I was more aware of how I wanted to make changes because this is not what I want to do anymore. And and that was when I stepped back. But uh, so honestly, I tell people that it was because of the burnout that I stepped away from the corporate workforce because um, I loved what I was doing. But at the same time, I I was like, this is not the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And this is not the framework. Over the years, then I kept on seeing clients Um, as a fitness coach, and then later as a human movement specialist, who would come to me with the same issues. Oh, neck pain, shoulder pain, lower back pain. I would ask them, okay, so what what is your occupational lifestyle? Like, you know, tell me a little more. What what are you doing? Same thing. Exactly what I was going through. Projects, working 12 hours a day, even, you know, checking emails from the bed, um, then sitting on the couch and watching TV too. All of that is poor posture, and then now we are keeping our bodies in a stress cycle. So the way our body works is that that when we are under stress, certain muscles become really tight in our body, and those are the muscles we are using um, when we are typing, when we are working on the computer, right? So um, the same pattern was happening, and That's why I was like, I have to bring attention to this. Mm. Uh, We need a framework for us to be able to safely work, um, embrace technology and work with technology, be productive in our lives, but also take care of our health. That's why I wrote the book Unhunched, which is coming out in May 2023.
0: Amazing. So So many things that I want to ask you. So first of all, you mentioned how you had been working where you were actually sitting at your desk doing the job that you were supposed to do for hours on end. And now that you've discovered this idea of posture and movement and how important that is to protect your body from deterioration, uh, for taking better care of your health and so forth... You've stepped back from your career. You've actually reinvented yourself as a coach. But my question is what if you had found somebody like you way back when you were doing that 12 hour day job? Would this protocol of monitoring your posture and moving your body and so forth have helped you to sustain your career had you wanted to stay in it? I would
1: have, I 110% would have. And that is what I am, when I started going into the fitness industry, that was my goal, right? From the get-go, that the posture education, the wellness education in corporations um, and in the work for the workforce um, and desk bound professionals, it's not there. So I wanted to provide it. And if I had it, if I had it when this is, I'm gonna age myself here. This is a decade ago, 10 years ago. If I had it 10 years ago, um, if I had the a guide to help me create a lifestyle where I could adopt um, certain small habits and be able to maintain my work um, and also be able to maintain my health, happiness, confidence, and courage. As I told you that I started going through a very rough patch of anxiety and mental health issues after my low back pain got really bad.
0: Yeah, and I got to imagine that when you start to notice the deterioration in your body, it exacerbates your stress even more.
1: It does, it does. And pain is no one's friend. When you're in pain, you already have that extra level of stress in you going through your body, right? Um, So I, and I was going, I went through it for three years in a row till Mm -hmm. I could find the permanent solution. And then I started making, incorporating those changes uh, permanently into my life so I could live a pain-free life.
0: So I'm sure that there are all kinds of ideas that people have about posture and stress. And um, what I would love is for you to come on here with your expertise and really help us to debunk these things. So one of the things I might imagine could happen is somebody's listening to this and they're like, stress has absolutely nothing to do with my posture. What would you say to them then?
1: So stress has everything to do with the posture. And let me explain to you why and how. So we know that when we are stressed out, the cortisol levels in our bloodstream go up high. For those of you who are not aware of what cortisol is, cortisol is a stress hormone that is released in our bloodstream when we go through um, any stressful situation. And ideally for us human beings, if we look at our physiology, um, the cortisol should be released and we should go into this fight and flight mode when we are in a dire threat, right? We are being chased by an animal for our ancestors. um, Or we are like, okay, oh no, there's a fire. around the corner, we need to run, right? So those are a few situations where our stress hormones should be releasing into our bloodstream and we should be you know, literally running for our lives because it's either fight or you're gonna run away. So, so what happens is that when we are working in a slumped and hunched over position on our desktops um, for hours in a row, That stress hormone is released in our bloodstream because you're like, oh my, I have 10 emails in my inbox that I still need to get back to and it's almost 4 p.m. and I have to log out at 5.30. There's no way I'm logging out at 5.30 today. Oh no, I have this project sitting on my desk still and I really need to get back to my manager about it and it's 4 p.m. and... I'm not going to be able to log out at 5.30 p.m. So now these are some situations where which are not which are not life threatening. We we are aware of that. These are not life threatening to us. But now they are these responses, these imaginative um, threats that we create within our um, system In, in our brain. Our brain cannot differentiate between the two. So we start going into this fight and flight mode and now the cortisol starts releasing in our blood. Now, why am I talking about cortisol so much? Because the cortisol, high cortisol levels drive stress in our muscles. We know about the physiologic changes that, you know, you have sweaty palms and hands and you're jumpy and and whatnot, but we also have is response in our muscle groups that we don't talk about. And that's where the myth comes from, honestly. But Because what happens is it, it really tightens the muscles in the front of our body, which are the overactive muscles in our body anyways. So we are talking about the chest muscles right here. Uh, we are talking about the shoulder muscles, the anterior shoulder muscles, um, even bicep in the front of the arm. Um, and then we are talking about the hip flexors. So, as a result, now we are creating a muscle imbalance because we are under this continuous stress cycle and we are not completing the stress cycle. So, what should ideally happen is that we go through stress. Let's say for once a day, you say, Okay, this is so important, and I need to really get this task done on my desk um, for today. And at 5 p.m., you log out. And you say, okay, I am done with my work. Now I'm gonna go take care of myself somehow. Maybe that is fixing dinner for the kids. Maybe that looks like going to the gym for working out or working out at home. Maybe that looks like uh, going for a walk outside. Maybe that looks like spending an hour with your loved ones, right? Whatever that relaxation mode looks like for you, that should be happening, but we know we know in most of the corporate world that's not happening. Most of the de- for most of the desk bound professionals that's not happening. So we're not breaking that stress cycle. So it's almost like I like to give this example that you know it. If you want to gain muscle, you're working out, and you want to gain muscle. We know that we have stress days, and then we have rest days where we are working out, stressing the muscles. And then you're breaking that stress cycle, completing that stress cycle with an easy day. So we need a few easy hours every day. And since we don't get those easy hours, we are not completing that stress cycle, not coming out into a rest phase ever, or for most of the time, we are staying in this chronic stress mode, what's happening? Now we we have rounded shoulders that stay there. Okay, so I'm
0: actually, I just want to I just want to check in with you. So to recap what you've said so far, we experience stress from work, from life. That stress produces cortisol. The cortisol tightens our muscles, and so we need to do some things that help us relax so that we're not so stressed out. That completes the stress cycle, and then we're able to eliminate some of that tightness. But that doesn't necessarily address posture. So my question is this, let's say you you were in the middle of doing your 10 to 12 hour task in front of your computer, your muscles are tense, you're really trying to make your deadline. Could paying attention to your posture somehow, or or even correcting it because you have that mindfulness on board, help you do the same thing of uh, loosening those muscles and somehow alleviating that pain?
1: Yeah. So if we stand, if you're more aware of our posture at the time that we are going through that stress cycle, as you just mentioned, yes. So there are a few things that happen when we um, relax our shoulders and put them back into our pants pockets. I like to call it like that, or just put them back um, into their sockets and and expand. I, I try to tell my clients to expand their body, expand their chest, open their body up. So now what's gonna happen are a few things that you're gonna see. What what happens is that it opens the chest cavity. Now you're breathing better, right? Now more oxygen is going into your bloodstream, which is gonna transport this oxygen to your brain right here. So you'll have increased focus. And it will decrease that cortisol level in your blood. Uh, we we okay. know that when we have an open posture, we have better breathing and more relaxation in our body and muscles, and both those elements are connected to um, are connected to the cortisol levels in our blood.
0: Okay, super cool. So basically what we're saying is... If you are, if you really do have to sit in front of the computer and type stuff out or get your work done for hours on end, having good posture helps you minimize the damage. Yes, we want you to take breaks and we want you to do things that help you kind of de-stress. But in the moment, as you're sitting there, there's actually something that you can do to help you optimize your performance. And by opening up your chest and having that kind of erect posture, what we're saying is you you have more oxygen circulating through your blood that relaxes those muscles and releases the cortisol. Yes, so far so good.
1: So far, so good. And it actually reduces
0: reduces the cortisol. Reduces the cortisol. And I gotta ask this question. So uh, are you familiar with the work of Amy Cuddy? I am.
1: I am, very much so.
0: So this actually makes me think about Amy Cuddy. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Amy Cuddy's work, we can include her TED Talk in the show notes. But what I wanna share is something that she talks about. She talks about your perception about stress, but she also talks about how the way that you hold your body actually either increases the cortisol and testosterone levels in your body or helps you be more confident and, and actually lower those levels. And, you know, the, she talks about when you are hunched over, it sends a s- signal to your subconscious brain that you are under attack that you're not safe. So you're gonna produce more cortisol simply by being hunched. Whereas if you are sitting in the way that Aisha just described where your chest is open and you know you can even have you like your hands on your hips as, as like a confidence booster, right? That erect posture. Um, she didn't really talk so much about the breathing which is an added um, value tip from you. But I think what she was saying is it sends that message that you're safe. And so your body doesn't have to produce as much cortisol. Right, So that's kind of where where that took me as you mentioned that. So that's very cool. So now we understand the relationship between stress and posture, why it's so important. And you've mentioned a number of things. Now, I want to take it back to the breathing. Is there something that we um, can do specifically? I mean, yes, like when we open our chest, we take in more oxygen. But can we be even more deliberate about the breaths that we take and how that affects our overall tension in the body and the stress and so forth?
1: Yeah, so when breathe, a lot of my clients have this myth, oh, my breathing Breathing is an autonomic uh, system. I'm breathing just fine. And there's no way it can actually affect my posture or the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell my clients that, that um, think about it. If you're rolled into a ball, right, which is the case when we are hunched over, when we are in a slumped position, what's happening to your internal organs, which are right here in your abdominal region, which includes our lungs? Well, we are collapsing them. We are compressing them, right? So... uh, Thinking that, okay, my breathing is just fine. It's just an automatic system that work that works on autopilot. Uh, yes, it does work on autopilot, but it is affected by your poor posture. So oh, research shows that just sitting in a slumped posture for an hour reduces our lung capacity by up to 30%.
0: Wow. Yeah. And amazing. then...
1: And then further research also shows that when we are in a hunched over position and in a slumped posture, we are we are just utilizing half of our um, thoracic system. So we are just stopping our breaths here in our chest, as we like to call it. Mm -hmm. And the the breathing is not really um, the air is not really getting transmitted all the way down to our diaphragm, which is a very important organ. For breathing. Mm-hmm. So that's where actually the inefficiency for breathing comes from, too. It's coming from the diaphragm being collapsed and compressed, and we're not able to effectively use it. Now, think about it. If we are standing tall or just even if we are sitting, um, and we are sitting in an upright position, we have an open chest cavity, we have an open abdominal cavity. Now, naturally, our lungs are gonna be more open and we'll be able to have full breath cycles, as I like to say. So one of the tips I always give to my clients, which is an easy tip that they can implement on their own um, at any point in time during the day is to step back from your computer screen, stand up tall and take three to five deep breaths. And how do you know that your breaths are deep and they are actually reaching the diaphragm? One of the tips is to put one hand on your abdominal cavity and one hand on your chest and make sure that your abdominal cavity rises and uh, collapses when you are breathing. So that's how breathing is tied into posture.
0: And why is it important to stand when you're doing this? Because when you're
1: standing, it's easier to um, decompress the uh, organs and be more open.
0: Okay. So to that point, would you recommend people get standing desks so that they can stand while doing their work and have more of that erect posture?
1: Yes. That is one of the other tips for my clients always, that... Um, invest in an adjustable desk and you don't have to go and buy like a very expensive adjustable hydraulic desk right away. So I tell my clients, okay, play around with the idea because there are attachments available um, that you can just put on your current desk and they would make your desk adjustable. So the attachment goes up and down and you can convert that desk into a seated desk And then into a standing desk, but yes, standing, taking standing breaks is very important to preserving our posture and our breathing and reducing stress and burnout.
0: Okay. So let's say somebody's listening to this and they're like, you know, I would love to have a standing desk, but they cost like way more money than I want to spend right now. And I like this idea of experimenting with something that has, you know, those adjustments that maybe is more in my budget. Is there a company that you recommend? Is there's like where should they go to find out more about their options? Yeah, so there
1: are a bunch of options that I have on my website, but I will also send those over to you. You can perfect to to share with them. Um, there are a bunch of um, uh, desks available. The attachments, as I say, they are available um, on Amazon that you can get. And I have I use those, oh, the ones that I'm going to recommend, I use those for my kids' desks because I've taught my kids to work for 30 minutes in standing position and then 30 minutes in the seated position. You don't mm-hmm. want to stand all day long. Right. Um, that's, that's another so tip because, yeah, then we start having plantar fasciitis and all that good stuff because now you're not taking care of your feet properly um so it's important to switch your body positions mm. as often so 30 ends.
0: minutes on 30 minutes off yes exactly sit stand sit stand and then in yep. between that probably do take some a movement break Yep. yeah yeah <laughs> breaks. so what does that look like
1: yeah so another thing i as we like to call the myths of posture is that oh how is movement ever related to my posture like Um, I don't know, like movement cannot really do anything about my posture, but think about it. When we are sitting down for 10 to 12 hours a day Mm -hmm. in a hunched over position, now we're training our muscles to act a certain way, to hold a certain position. And then we expect, okay, we're gonna log off at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. from our work and going to our rest of our regular day, maybe you're heading the gym, maybe you're going out for a walk, maybe you're a runner, you're going for a run, maybe you're a swimmer. And now we expect that everything will be just fine. Our muscles will be like just fluid enough to, to carry on those activities. That's not the case because our muscles adapt to those positions now. I'm gonna share a story of a client which is included in my book. So I had a client, Allison, and she used to work for a very um, well-known insurance company. So she would take the insurance claims day in, day out. And um, she was going through this burnout cycle and she came to me and she's like, oh no, I wanna be more active. I really wanna start making some changes in my life. Like, you know, I wanna be more healthy. So and she used to be a swimmer when she was in high school and college. So she's like, "Okay, you know what? Aisha, I'm going to start swimming again." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's a great idea. Why don't you go and give it a try?" So one day she goes on the weekend to go for a swim, just for 15 minutes. And what happens? Within like after the five strokes, she turns her head uh-huh. up to breathe. And she pulled her neck muscles.
0: Yeah.
1: Why? Because now our neck and chest and shoulder muscles are so tight already and now, and she's trying to be healthy, which is, I mean, swimming is wonderful exercise. But at the same time, now those tight muscles get even tighter because now she's putting an extra demand on these muscles. Mm. So that's why it's important to also move. So that's why 30 minutes standing, 30 minutes sitting. Now, in between those standing, sitting transitions, automatically you're going to get some movement already. But I suggest to my clients that take five minutes, just step away from your desk, go get water, maybe just... Take rounds around the office, um, walk in the hallway, um, go use the bathroom, or go step outside if you're working from home. Step outside. Like nature is the best medicine for reducing stress and burnout. Um, And movement is the second best medicine. So go and do those things because that's going to ensure that all your muscles groups groups are working and those tightened muscles relax at that time so that you can log off at whatever hour you're going to and go into the rest of your life and actually have a healthy way to move because now your muscles won't be as tight because you were sitting all day long. Well, no, you were also taking five-minute breaks all day long.
0: Right, right. Okay, so just to recap, the three things that we should be doing are Really having good posture at our desk, breathing to make sure that we're getting the oxygen that we need that helps to relax the muscles, and taking breaks from sitting, which may include standing at your desk, but also movement throughout the day to just release all of that tension again. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing these great tips with us. We are going to include information to your website. So if anyone's looking for specific recommendations that you mentioned that you have those there. And when your book comes out, we absolutely want everybody to grab a copy. So if you do have pre-sales or any information on where they can get those copies, let us know. And uh, any other thing you want to share in terms of uh, how you work with people or how people can reach you if they're interested in doing so.
1: Yeah, Sharon, you summed it all up. That's true that those are the two top uh, three top things to do for improving your posture. Um, I will include the pre-order link um, oh, in the show notes. I can send it to, to you. Um, and they can reach me at toneandstrengthen.com or I'm very active on LinkedIn. They can just search my name, Aisha Tahir, and um, just DM me. I'm always available to answer questions.
0: Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show. Now, for all of you thinkers out there, what did you think of the show? If you are a feeler, how did hearing this make you feel? And for all of you doers, what are you going to do based on what you've heard? Now, regardless of what your personality code is, my goal is to spread the word that burnout is a unique experience. And by decoding it, you can find solutions that are equally unique to you. Help me spread this message by subscribing to the show on Apple or Spotify and leaving us a review telling us what you think, feel, or do different because of the show. If you are watching us on YouTube, you can also leave me a comment or questions to answer in future episodes. And please recommend the show to anyone struggling with burnout. If you are ready to take the next step with me to DYB, go to decodeyourburnout.com and I'll see you right back here next week. Take care.